Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. And they don't even bring in their closer, who led the uh, conference in saves for Campbell. They give up 11 runs in the top of the ninth and lose, and that's how they're eliminated. So. Wow. Uh, but I've watched I've watched a lot of different regionals, and I think the one thing it is good to showcase the different ballparks that you see, different ta- yeah. different places that you see, and uh, you know that's one of the things I love about it is that you see a lot of different ballparks that you wouldn't normally see. They all have their own kind of uh, quirky characteristics. You know, not all of them are are you know the same uh, cookie cutter distances and that sort of thing. Uh, Hogan texts in real quick here, and he goes, uh, "We were talking about." Uh, the count, the committee kind of spreading a lot of times a lot of the SEC schools out, so there's not a whole bunch of them left in the Super Regionals. Uh, he says, you guys are absolutely right. But you can get us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance hotline and text line, and that is 888-993-7762. First hour of the morning drive has been brought to you by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston, and we will be back for the 8 o'clock hour right after this. I'm John Schriffen with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Rob Gronkowski has sparked some questions about his future with the Patriots by skipping all of the team's voluntary workouts so far. So will he attend the Patriots' mandatory minicamp this coming week? Here's what the all-pro tight end said on Sunday. Oh, yes, we got the mandatory minicamp this week, so I'll be there this week. I'll be full go. So looking forward to it. Can't wait to get back, get back to work, and uh, I'm excited. Elsewhere, the Browns made another offseason addition, signing former Eagle linebacker Michael Kendricks to a one-year deal, according to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Kendricks had 77 tackles last season in Philadelphia. And NFL Network's list of the top 100 players of 2018, as voted on by the players themselves, continues Monday night as we reveal the players ranked 40 through 31 at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. It's almost time to spring into summer, and the Home Depot has savings on select patio sets and accessories at a very relaxing price, up to 15% off. Savings on durable, weather-resistant frames and cushions, all in the latest colors and fabrics that will stand the test of time, kids, and pool parties. So relax. You got this. Come in now for up to 15% off select outdoor patio sets and accessories. Only at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Lost by last in-store only. Every piece of advice when your kids become parents, whether they listen to you or not. Pennies put aside for future degrees. Little fingers saved from hot cookie trays. Every passed down tradition and heirloom. Every policy to watch over them when you're not there. Every way we look out for those we love is an act of mutuality. We can help with the financial ones. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. It's 8 o'clock at KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe. Time for the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Mark Kramer and Nick Brown here with you, along with John Tabor, for the 8 o'clock hour. As you heard, it's brought to you by Car King in Monroe. And get us again. We've had a lot of great texts this morning on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance hotline and text line. Aaron is on vacation for a week down in Jamaica, and Jake is uh, still uh, doing daddy duty. So, again, congratulations to him on his new baby and I hope everything's going well with that. Uh, Continuing to talk about uh, 
the uh, college baseball playoffs and um, also the the failings of LSU. Now, we know they weren't as good this year. Now, again, uh, one of the kind of the questions that's going around, um, as it as it does any time a, a season ends and a team kind of underperforms, uh, you know, how much is uh, – how much of this does fall on Coach Maneri? Uh, you know, 12 games over 500 is not what LSU is, is used to. They're usually in the 20 – almost to the 20 to 25 game uh, difference uh, as far as wins and losses and 15 and 15, albeit the SEC 15 and 15 is not uh, what LSU is used to as far as their conference record is concerned. Yeah. I think you look at uh, injuries uh, you go through, uh, it's not up to their standards, but is there any type of hot seat? I guess, is that the, question that everybody always wants to ask it's like i told john Tabor the other night when he posed uh several people posed a question when they were playing i think you uh fire less miles but uh i think you you saved that's a lot. matt and sterlington yeah you save actually a lot. matt met matt and sterlington and he came in looked at me and kind of looked at him because i'd never seen him before and he goes fire less miles and i said oh it's matt and sterlington I think that you, and it sounds crazy, but fortunately, you would hear a lot more grumblings had you lost that one to Northwestern State. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, I think, one, I that would have been. The th- I think that even the fact, because, uh, you know, they did get a lot of, a couple of key hits. We do want to mention that uh, local product, uh, Jake Slaughter, got the uh, two out, uh, kind of a bouncer through the, uh, through the left side, through the drawn-in infield uh, to – put the uh, LSU Tigers ahead, uh, knocked in two runs with that single there in the ninth inning with one out. And then they, uh, the Demons then started kind of helping things out. Of course, the f- worst thing that you can do as the closer in the ninth inning when you're ahead, walks the first batter, walks to plant us to start the ninth inning. And, uh, you know, most of the time uh, – guy that reaches on a hit batter, a walk, or an error ends up scoring, unfortunately, even in Major League Baseball. So he walks the first first hitter, gets an out to plant us, then steals second base, and then it was on after that. But then there's a, a kind of a, a chopper in the infield that's mishandled by the third baseman, and uh, the center fielder overran that base hit that allowed the runners before Jake Slaughter came. They should have been – they had already stopped at first and second base, and then the center fielder, I believe, overruns the ball a little bit. And uh, so DePlantis takes off, and they ended up – runners ended up at second and third for uh, Jake Slaughter to have the ability to make that uh, base hit to score two runs instead of just maybe a run scoring from second base. So those kind of uh, – non-box score kind of plays ended up really defeating Northwestern State there in the top of the ninth inning. So, uh, But, yeah, you're right. If they would have lost that game, uh, there would have been a lot of rumblings with two and out in the regional uh, with uh, losing to an in-state school. And, you know, I thought that our, our local guys played extremely well. In fact, uh, you know, uh, the demons playing. I think obviously losing that. Several people commented. I saw via social media that hey, what uh, what in the world are they even doing playing uh, with LSU? Regardless of injuries, LSU should never lose to Northwestern State. Period. And you look at although both programs have the same amount, eleven point seven scholarships. You go through, and I think that you saved off a lot of embarrassment and a lot of heat by defeating Northwestern State. Now. Interesting, uh, uh, Zach Watson and, and Slaughter, both guys uh, in our listening area. It's, it's funny, we know uh, one of Zach's relatives, and R.J. had uh, actually got and out. And Zach home. Watson hit a home run yeah. to start the game. He put on his uh, Northwestern State, was going to wear it to uh, football practice this morning. I told him you might want to put that up, you know, but one of Zach's relatives uh, coaching uh, in uh, North Louisiana. So, uh, But I think to answer the question, though, what does it say to Maneri? I think you – what is he like, 37-8 and eight at the SEC tournament? I think you look, and, and that shows you where your program is, which is a good thing that, uh, you know, you went to regional. You're not just happy to be there, and I think you, you, you regroup. But as far as any heat and uh, pressure, 
no more than what they'll put on themselves to get back to a, a further advance. And uh, for our local squads uh, in the SWAC, Texas Southern was eliminated uh, in a couple of games in the Sun Belt. Uh, Troy and they got two bids, Troy and Coastal Carolina, uh, the champion of the Sun Belt. They all got eliminated as well. And for Conference USA, uh, the Conference USA champion, Southern Miss, they had that one shutout. As you said, Sandlin had a shutout in their first game, but then they gave up nine runs and ten runs in the next two games and were eliminated. So they went one and two, which I'm obviously is a disappointment for Conference USA and also uh, for the Southern Miss program. Now, the lone team left. Want to talk about them for just a second. The team that eliminated uh, Louisiana Tech was Florida Atlantic. Now, they lost to Jacksonville State, who's a good team from Alabama up in um, – uh, where is that? I'm near Oxford, up around there, but they had Jacksonville. It's by Aniston. Yeah, but that um, was Jacksonville. That wasn't Jacksonville State. That oh, was I thought it was Jacksonville State. No, that State. was the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins the from Dolphins, Florida. Florida. Okay. Uh, they beat Florida Atlantic 5-3 to three in their first game. Florida beat uh, Columbia out of the Ivy League 13-5. to five. And then Florida Atlantic beat Columbia 11-2. to two. Florida beats Jacksonville 3-2. to two. And then Florida Atlantic, the three, they're the three seed out of Conference USA, they beat Jacksonville 12-7. to And so then the, uh, the Florida-Florida Atlantic game was postponed last night. So they will play today at 1 o'clock on ESPN3. And Florida Atlantic, of course, would have to beat Florida twice, which probably isn't going to happen. But at least there is a Conference USA team okay. left. Okay, now, uh, I'm not whining to all our listeners. But to, to prove my point, you take and you look, and now you're going to argue and say, well, Nick, there's no way that Florida, Arkansas is better than Florida. Look at the baseball, the way it's been played at the end of the season. And John Tabor and I talked about it. I said, Arkansas, one of the hottest teams in baseball. Ole Miss, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. The only thing that cooled off Ole Miss was the weather that came out to Swayze Field, the lake they had in the outfield. You take your Conference USA champion, your regular season champion. Southern Miss. And not only are they the regular season champion, they are also the tournament champion. Right, won both. So you send them from Mississippi all the way to Arkansas. Okay? You take your number three team, Fort Atlantic, your conference tournament runner-up, and you send them within the same state to a team they've already played on a field they've already played in. That That's what I mean. I mean, you look at how – About the, the – yeah. So, if you ask me who has the better team, Southern Miss or – and I'm not making apologies for my brothers, who all – everybody in the family went there. Who has the better team, Southern Miss or Florida Atlantic? You know? Well, and two, uh, to the point – that we've been trying to make about, uh, you know, where some, some of the – who gets sent on some of these long trips to some of these other regionals. Uh, the Arkansas Regional, again, is kind of a good example. It's all regional teams. None of these teams were sent anywhere. Dallas Baptist, who we know, they've played a lot of our teams here in our local area. Dallas Baptist has a really good program. And McCarty's their pitching coach. Spent some time at Louisiana Tech for right. a year. Yeah, and he's, they're really good. They've always been good. But you've got in that regional, it was Oral Roberts, who's in Tulsa, which isn't that far from Fayetteville. Dallas Baptist, from the obviously from the Dallas area, and then Southern Miss uh, from Hattiesburg. So you've got kind of a region, a bunch of regional teams again playing in Fayetteville in uh, in that regional as well. So uh, that's uh, kind of some of the things in, for example, in the. Um, Regional in uh, Deland, Florida. Stetson Hatters. The Stetson, yeah, the Hatters. They had Oklahoma State, South Florida, and poor Hartford had to come uh, from the East Coast for that one. So you've got uh, two teams from that area and then Oklahoma State. And um, uh, the game you need to watch today is uh, over in the Oxford Regional where Tennessee Tech, although they lost, 
They came back and, and fell one run short of Ole Miss, so they would have to defeat Ole Miss twice today. They defeated Missouri State last night in the Digiprit camo uniforms. Uh, but look at Tennessee Tech and Ole Miss playing today. They'll play the winner. They'll play Texas. But I want to ask when we come back from a break, did any of our listeners see the end of the Texas? Because John Tabor had told me, he says, uh, what was his comment? Is this about, let me know about when Big Ten uh, baseball is relevant. Indiana was the team last night. But I want to talk about the ending. Oh, clap your little hands. I was like ready to say, how about the Hoosiers? But the, the game, the play that should have ended the game, I want to see if any of our listeners saw that, and I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to describe the situation to a T to you and see what you make the call when we return right here on the morning drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. When things heat up and you need to cool down, call the experts at Chili's Heating and Cooling. Take advantage of our current offers on all our qualifying Lennox air conditioning systems. Visit us online at Chili'sAC.com and like us on Facebook. Chili's Heating and Cooling, your independent premier Lennox dealer. Chili's Heating and Cooling, Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Mark Kramer, Nick Brown here with you. John Tabor on the board as he always is. Got a text from uh, Jay on the Stuart Shelby Gooseneck Insurance hotline and text line. Said, wouldn't the uh, term regional infer that you stay in that region? It's well, funny. If, that, if that were the case, it's funny you just said how that. Many people, said that? How many people? How many people from around the Minnesota area were at the Minnesota Regional? Zero. Who asked that question? That was Jay and Rust. Jay, good question because we were talking about that during the break. The, the regional, if you look back and you try to go rhyme or reason, and I understand sending people to different places and it's exciting, and you can do that when you have several teams from the Carolinas or Athens, Georgia. You know, it's not that far. But you look at the case with, say, Florida Atlantic. They'll play in Gainesville today. Would not surprise me to see them force a seventh game. The Owls take care of business. They've got a good, good hitting ball club for sure. Uh, to another point, we were talking about Coastal Carolina, the Sunbelt champion, being a number one seed and uh, in Conway, South Carolina. Have you ever seen their f- facilities there? They're, they're great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they put a lot of money into baseball. Uh, here's the three teams that were at Coastal Carolina in South Carolina. University of Washington, the Huskies, come all the way from literally from coast to coast. UConn and LIU Brooklyn come all the way down uh, to South Carolina from the East Coast. So in Yeah, the Huskies, that, it was the Huskies showdown. Yeah, in that regional, yeah, that's right. Uh, in that regional, not one team was even close to 
Conway, South Carolina. Only Coastal uh, who hosted the other three teams. Geographically, not even close. Well, and, and you take that instance, you look at Southern Miss, and it's not that far uh, to get from Hattiesburg to Fayetteville, but could you have not sent Southern Miss to Oxford? They've played during the year, just like Ford Atlantic and uh, Florida have played during the season. Would that not have been a better – maybe based on your seeding, you look at Tennessee Tech winning as the two seed in Oxford. Would that have been a spot for, you know, Southern Miss? And then do you send Tennessee Tech, you know, not geography, but do you send them to a different one? And you look at the, at the Carolina Regionals, you go through, but could you have taken one of the teams that went to uh, the others? You had the Greenville, East Carolina, North Carolina, Wilmington, South Carolina, and Ohio State. Could you have sent one of those instead of, you know, maybe take UNC Wilmington and send them to the Carolina, you know, to that one. So I just think you might could have matched it up. But, again, enjoyed it, and I enjoy the technology going to watch all the games. I just wish you still could do multi-screen on the watch app to see that so you can see it. But I enjoyed watching all the different reasons. Uh, but back to the Texas game. And hook them horns, uh, the tribute to Augie on the field, I'm with you. Indiana. Loads of bases, down three to two. Now I did have a lot of freshmen for Indiana. Last out, fouls it off into the seats, left field line. Uh, left fielder runs, makes a fabulous play, jumps about three rows in. Okay, feet do not go into the bleachers. Catches the ball. Feet come down and hit the field. He throws his glove and throws the ball out of his glove like, hey, we've done it, celebratory act. Caught the ball. Now you get it. So the ball's in the glove. Throws his hand up. Ball comes out onto the field. Umpire goes out and rules it no catch. And, I mean, you look, he had the timing. What he was, he's throwing the ball up. But his feet did hit the ground. Ruled it no catch. Now, I so wanted Indiana to come up and smash a double, you know, but they didn't. They struck the guy out. So Texas is at won the regional. But it's interesting because there was a big controversy on how the game ended. Well, that's almost like the uh, the catch rule in the NFL. That's you what, know, what is a catch? What is a hope? They've tried to address that, but I don't know if they're going to really get get anything done with that this year or not. Uh, they need to go back to the old rule anyway. That uh, if you have possession of the ball, you catch it, and your feet are down, uh, and you have two feet down inbounds then it's a catch regardless of what happens after that. That would be the simplest way to do it. And especially with replay now, it's so easy to look and see, hey, does the guy have actual possession of the ball and are both of his feet down? And that's uh, if once both of his feet are down, like in the end zone, for example, you know, you wouldn't have all this controversy with all these touchdowns uh, being called back if you had that rule. That's the way it used to be. Guy has possession of the ball. And he catches it. He has possession. Both his feet hit the ground inbounds at the same time, or he drags, you know, has one down and, and drags one, then it's a catch. It doesn't matter whether he falls to the ground and the ball pops out or he runs into the referee and loses the ball, uh, you know, off one field out of the end zone. If he catches it and he's in the end zone with both feet down, as soon as both those feet hit the ground, then it's a catch. And that's that's the way it should be they'd alleviate a lot of that. So where does uh, – back real quick to uh, LSU uh, after getting uh, skunked out there and then struggling to beat Northwestern State. Where do they go from here? Uh, they do have some kids that they're probably going to lose uh, this year. Uh, of course, seniors for sure. But they're, they may have some juniors that they're going to lose um, possibly to the draft. So where do they go from here to um, – Try to get back to where they were before. I think number one, you got to look and see. Uh, also, sometimes, uh, you know, is it? It's uh, it's one of those weird uh, situations. Does a the way the season ended leave a bad taste in your mouth? You're not drafted as high as you wanted to be, and so therefore you say, you know what, I'm going to come back for one more year to improve my draft status, or do you say, you know what, uh, boy, ended. I didn't like the way it ended here. I'm going to leave. So I think it's, it'd be interesting to see how the approach is because 
you really can't move forward till you know what you have to replace. And I think and that sounds very easily, but you know, you don't know if you need more arms. You always could use more arms, but you don't know how your infield, middle, you know, what's going to take place until you see the draft status. You know, had it been a, had it been another trip to the Super Regional, had it been another trip to Omaha, um, then guys might have changed their draft decision then as well. Hey, I went out on a high note, so I think you'll know a little bit more after after the draft. Now, continue with college baseball today. You do have the Athens Regional, which will start at 12 o'clock. Great time for college baseball today. Georgia and Duke at 12. Mississippi State will look to win the Tallahassee Regional. Uh, that one's going to be at 12 o'clock as well. Shouldn't be very many people there as Florida State is now at home. And then one you want to watch also from Swayze Field over in Oxford, Ole Miss and Tennessee Tech. All these games begin at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of our um, some of our local uh, baseball teams as well. We're going to have there there should be quite a few of our local high school teams should have players drafted uh, today and tomorrow on in the major league draft as it does it does start today, and uh, so you're going to have uh, some a lot of, I think quite a few of our local players. We had a lot of talent, Nick Brown this past year in our local area from, uh, you know, some of the smaller schools all the way up to the 5A schools uh, that you're going to see get drafted here uh, today and tomorrow. Yeah, excited to watch. You know, one, how did the injury affect? Uh, you look at one that we know and saw play well through the young ranks, uh, C.J. Willis among one of those, and you see where they uh, where they fall. And also, not only for the players that are on your roster now uh, as pulmonary uh, well, where does LSU go from here? But also uh, the players that you've uh, chosen, that verbally committed, and that where will they uh, end up? How many of them will actually, you know, C.J. Willis look to go to LSU? Will he be in Major League Baseball this time next year? Or will he be playing in Baton Rouge? So I think you can't really just say where do you go from here. Give it two weeks, and then you can say where more direction of where do you go from here. And for our local colleges, uh, for Grambling Tech and ULM, uh, they'll probably have you know some players drafted off of those teams also. And uh, it's always interesting, based on the rounds that they go, especially the underclassmen that uh, seniors, of course, are going to be going anyway. But some of the underclassmen, based on you know they have those decisions to make, as you were talking about, Nick, based on, okay, how much bonus money is somebody going to give me uh, versus coming back to try and maybe uh, lift your stock up for the next year. Uh, and um, you've got that part of it. And then where do they go? What round they go in depends. You know, they're always slotted in bonus money based on the round that they get drafted in. And then um, – also, the team that they get drafted by. You know, if I was a pitcher, uh, even though I'd be thrilled to death, wouldn't really want to get drafted by the Cincinnati Reds or the Rockies because those two ballparks are horrendous for pitchers to try and pitch in. Uh, of course, uh, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, and I believe, believe it or not, I think Coors Field is actually third for giving up home runs. I think the ballpark in Philadelphia – Actually, uh, that and Great American and Cincinnati actually lead the, One, major, two, yeah. lead the major leagues in giving up home runs at those two ballparks with uh, Coors Field, I believe, being third. But a lot of that, a lot of those factors go into whether uh, a junior, you know, will decide whether they're going to leave or not. Well, you and, hope they do. I mean, you hope they look at the situation and say, you know what, I can come back and play one more year, maybe get drafted by a different team, uh, better the situation. <clears throat> but – you hope you do the research and look into it, but I think a lot of times you, you take instance the leadoff hitter for Northwestern State. He has a year of college football remaining, but not a year of baseball. So no doubt he's probably going to head off to Major League Baseball. But we'll be excited to uh, see, and then good luck to all our uh, prospective uh, draft uh, draft eligible players and those that are going to be drafted. So uh, good luck to them <clears throat> as the draft uh, approach. I'm excited, anxious to see. Yeah, it is it, because you don't know a lot of times who's going to be drafted. Um, the major league teams don't always kind of give you a uh, an example of what happens. The injuries play a lot, as you were saying earlier. Or injuries play a lot into it as well. 
Uh, you know, you've got the kind of unfortunate story uh, last year with um, uh, Jordan Washam from Louisiana Tech. He was being told by the Brewers, you know, that he was going to be uh, probably drafted in one of the top five rounds. He has a freak accident diving back into first base on a pickoff attempt about the third to the last uh, maybe three weeks before the season ended, two and a half weeks before the season. I believe it was the last – the next of the last Conference USA series, he dove back into first base and uh, shoulder popped out, and he had so he had a, a little tear uh, from his shoulder popping out when he dove back into into first base, kind of uh, awkwardly, and and uh, so the the Brewers ended up getting off of him. They still were after talking with his dad. They were till still telling him that he was going to get drafted. And then when he didn't, uh, they kind of checked with the scout that they had been dealing with, and and they basically said that the medical people, uh, you know, would not would not okay them him being drafted with the injury that he had to his shoulder, and so just kind of a freaky thing like that, you know, kept Jordan, who is, you know, in my opinion, was a or even uh, now getting the injury taken care of, would have still been. Uh, a great, great prospect for uh, any major league team. So unfortunate situation like that happens. So you, you never know uh, when you have that opportunity to get drafted. You know, I would always tell uh, a player to go ahead and take that opportunity because it may not ever come around again. You're listening to The Morning Drive here on Sports Talk 97.7. This hour brought to you by Car King in Monroe. We will return and roll on after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. This hour brought to you by Car King and Monroe. Nick Brown, Mark Kramer here with you. Have a good guest for tomorrow. Of course, Gus Cattengill will be with us at 8 o'clock to talk about Saints and the Pelicans. And uh, we look forward to that. But uh, have uh, since uh, because of the draft, I always like to have him on if he if we can get him. Sometimes he's in baseball camps and such like. But Daniel Freeman, local product 
went to Ruston High and uh, played in uh, professional baseball for, I believe, uh, six or seven years, got all the way to AA with the Houston Astro organization. Uh, Daniel is the pitching coach uh, down at uh, in Lafayette with ULL, and uh, he, uh, with the draft being today and tomorrow, he'll join us tomorrow morning. And, of course, he got drafted. I believe Daniel was in the maybe 18th round, something like that. Uh, but he's one of the success stories. You know, some people kind of scoff at how many rounds the Major League Baseball draft has. But you'd be surprised how many of the – kids that get drafted in say round after round 15 how well they do in the in professional baseball uh, because of there's so many good baseball players well it's also based on what the what the franchise needs number one and often they can see something that you're like well i didn't know they got you know but what their needs are, you talk about the different ballparks of the needs that they have for their – so absolutely, yes, not a surprise to say, wow, an 18th rounder made it and a 12th rounder didn't. Right, exactly. And uh, so Daniel will join us uh, tomorrow morning at 7.30, and uh, we'll have him on and tell, uh, tell us uh, his story is interesting about how the draft worked, uh, what he did on draft day, uh, getting the call, uh, some, you know, going to the rookie league. I've been kind of following some of the local guys that got drafted a couple of years ago. Philip Deal, left-handed pitcher from two years ago for Louisiana Tech, doing very, very well in minor league baseball. Uh, Rafael Gladu uh, for Louisiana Tech. Uh, he was, as of the other day, he was hitting, I believe, 268 uh, in, in uh, long A ball. Uh, he skipped from rookie league. He skipped uh, the low A ball. He's at high A ball. And uh, I love some of the names. Some of those, some of those minor league baseball has some great mascot names, but he's doing well uh, also. And uh, so I like to follow a lot of those guys and and see how they're doing once they leave some of our local colleges and universities. But you make a good point about the draft for the major league draft starting today, and that is, uh, even though somebody may get drafted low, they may be looking for a specific team is looking for certain needs to fill their farm system and maybe something they're drafting for three, four years from now. Usually only the college guys are able to make the jump uh, from college right to a major league roster. And that's very few. Uh, Some of them may only spend one year in minor league baseball, but for the rest of them, uh, it's, it's not always a direct jump right to Major League Baseball from the college. Phil Maton with the uh, Padres as uh, Tyler chimes in. So there's one that uh, you followed when you were uh, pitch hitting for Dave. Right. And, uh, you know, Phil's been now out of of college for a few years, maybe five or six. Uh, But he's a good example of having to go through, although even out of college, going through the minor leagues. And uh, he's done really well. For uh, in the Padres organization and for San Diego in general. And uh, so we've got a lot of guys from our local colleges and universities and high schools as well that are doing well in um, in either professional baseball in the minor leagues. Still, uh, or still uh, that... cards? I mean, still, uh, well, how's that, uh, that whole? Oh, baseball cards? Yeah, how's that? Uh... Uh, there's, you it's, know, it's... there's just too many out there. Uh, kids now seem to have uh, a lot more pulls on their buying dollar. Um, there's still a lot of interest in the old, you know, the 50s, 60s, and well, 70s. What are the companies now? Tops, Donruss, they're still around? Or? No, Donruss the, disappeared. Fleer disappeared. Uh, you've got Donruss, I mean, uh, Upper Deck and Tops, and that's about it as far as baseball cards. They're making uh, the other sports as well. Uh, there's a few uh, other things that pop up, but mostly – it's just uh, upper deck and tops that do that do the baseball cards now anymore. So we'll have Daniel on tomorrow. Daniel Freeman will join us at 7:30 tomorrow, and uh, you'll want to listen to that because he's got some interesting perspectives on uh, his draft experience, uh, everything leading up to the draft, uh, what it was like going to rookie ball. Uh, you know, I know uh, one of our local products uh, two years ago went on to rookie ball. Talked to his dad and. Uh, he said the biggest thing, Nick, was that when he got to rookie ball, uh, 
his was down in Florida, that um, uh, on the entire roster, there was like five guys that spoke English out of 30 people. <laughs> and that was one of the most surprising things is that most everybody that was on his particular team uh, were Hispanic players. And uh, so hardly anybody on, uh, on his team spoke English. So that was kind of a, a big shock uh, for them. So there's a big, you talked about early about the funnel uh, getting smaller and smaller as you get up, even in the high school ranks, you go from, you know, playing, say, on a travel team when you're in, uh, kids in junior high, uh, something like that. And then you get to, especially in the bigger schools, uh, once you finish playing that summer kind of ball uh, and you go to a 4A, 5A school, maybe even some selected 3A schools, the funnel gets awful small as far as that is concerned. And then, um, you get to, when you get to those teams, then, uh, you know, not everybody can play 5A baseball. You know, the, the funnel gets awfully small when you get up to 5A and 4A baseball, especially in the state of Louisiana. And so as you get into college, it changes from there. A good high school player doesn't necessarily make it in, in college. And then a good college player may not necessarily, especially with the crossover. Now, pitching is different. But uh, the crossover, even though the bats are, quote, supposed to act like wooden bats, uh, there's still a difference in switching over to wooden bats when you get into the professional ranks where you're strictly using a wooden bat. And it does make a difference as, as far as a hitter is concerned. Oh, I, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, absolutely, it does. Interesting turning to, uh, you know, it's never – Never too early to talk college football. I think one thing that happened uh, last week, and not sure if you guys talked about it as much. You know, when and Sean Fox and I had talked about this earlier, and I think he'll be glad to hear this: the fact that you look at the one of the, one of the rules that's really disturbing in college football is the fact that you know when you graduate, you can transfer and be eligible right away, unless you're in the SEC. Uh, that's the way it was. And you could they you could block the transfer, or you could go if you transferred from say Mississippi State, and suddenly you wanted to go play for Ole Miss, and you've graduated, you've fulfilled every obligation to Mississippi State. You're not going to hurt their APR issue, but the SEC did relax that rule, and now you could actually play for Alabama and graduate and transfer to Auburn, Tennessee, whoever and be eligible. So I'm glad that that came into play. That was just last week that that came out. Well, and I know, too, that uh, uh, everybody has been getting on Nick Saban for, you know, for blocking some kids going to certain schools. And uh, he said he's tired of that. He's tired of being criticized for blocking kids' uh, transfer rules going somewhere else. Uh, well, right, he did. But, I mean, he was – I mean, but I do understand that. I mean, you've invested – four years into a player, and that player's invested into you as well. And, uh, you know, hey, here's the thing. Just give out some of your trade secrets, maybe your some of your signals. I mean, I can understand not wanting them to leave, but, but now that will not be an option. So you could now leave. The grad transfer rule is relaxed in the SEC. Charlie texts in on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line, why do non-pro uh, baseball players use metal bats? Uh, it's basically a, a financial thing. It's cost. Uh, metal bats came in uh, the first year I was in college, actually, uh, were the, was the first year that metal bats were used in college. Uh, the, that's the main reason is cost. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of most colleges uh, cannot afford. We had to buy back in the, back in the day. Back had, in the day. We had to buy our own bats. You know, uh, even in college, my freshman year in college, uh, the players that were – I was a pitcher, but the guys that were position players, they had to buy their own bats. I mean, this, the school would give you one bat, but if you broke it, you had to go buy your own bat. And so it got to be a financial thing once they came up with the metal bats where they – you know, some did – some of the original bats. I've seen some really weird things happen with some of those original metal bats that just were metal – and they had that old cap on the end of it, the plastic black cap. And it basically was just filled with stuffing. You know, it was foam rubber and stuff uh, inside. Uh, guys would take the cap off and put cork in there uh, to make it uh, a little lighter and 
the ball go a little farther until they got caught. I've seen one where the in a game, I actually was pitching in a game and uh, threw the pitch, and the guy hit the ball, and the black cap came off, and all the stuffing flew out like a jack. You didn't in, feel the like black a, cap and like throw to first base, did you? Like a jack in the box. Uh, they used to break at the handle, believe it or not. Uh, they did have some uh, stress fracture areas on some of those original bats, Charlie, where they would crack. And I've seen a guy actually crack a metal bat uh, down at the handle area. But that was the main reason was the cost involved. Uh, w- once colleges started really investing a lot of money in their baseball programs, uh, the the prohibitive cost of uh, trying to replace bats for an entire team time after time after time, especially with people now specializing in uh, the barrel size, what weight or length they wanted to use. There's just a lot of prohibitive cost involved if um, if that happened in colleges or even in high schools. I always thought to me, even though now they supposedly have this, you know, the bat that acts like a wooden bat, that the Major League Baseball would help subsidize uh, college, major college, especially Division One, using uh, wooden bats and subsidize the cost a little bit. I think it would do well for Major League Baseball teams because then they would get a better gauge. Now, I know a lot of these guys play summer ball in wooden bat leagues throughout the country. Uh, the college players do. But it would give the Major League teams a better gauge of who can make the crossover from the metal bats to the yeah. wooden bats. Uh, I always thought it would be, uh, in the long run, a money saver for Major League Baseball uh, to do that, uh, to be able to to get a better view of how a player can do that, because maybe they would save money on a bonus on drafting a guy high that's a position player that maybe wouldn't otherwise be able to perform uh, with a wooden bat. So we'll go ahead and take our final break here on the Monday edition of the Morning Drive. We'll be back with our parting shots, and I guarantee you, you're going to love this one. It's the thing that is going to ruin, absolutely ruin our game, college football. It's going to ruin it. We'll tell you all about that in my parting shot when we return. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power, on Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Good morning. Here's today's weather conditions for our area. Plenty of sunshine with hot temperatures today and a high of 92 degrees. Part of the cloudy skies, 30% chance of rain on tonight, a low 68. Most of the cloudy skies with a 60% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 86 degrees. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back. I thought, well, grab another cup of coffee. I thought that was a, a the lead in for the, the Nick, Nick Brown, Brown show. He's stealing things, right? That's right. Nick Brown is with me this morning as we finish up here on the morning drive on this Monday. And now it is time for our parting shot. 
I'm a man. I'm 40. I'd love to see some of you do a little bit of research, and I think I'll be able to find six pallbearers. There is no such thing as a flop. It takes a field for our football team. And really do my heart good. The morning drive takes its parting shots. And I'm glad Nick Saban is on the uh, little promo there, uh, Mr. Tabor, for the parting shots today. This is my parting shot. And I like to have something that I can rant about when, when I'm doing the parting shots on this show. Okay, I told you, I teased it before the break. This is the thing that's going to ruin. It's going to ruin our game. It's going to ruin college football. It's going to hurt the integrity of how we can play the game. It's going to hurt the performance on the field and the integrity of the play of college football. Those are the words of the SEC head coaches of your man from Auburn, Gus Malzahn, and Mr. Nick Saban from Alabama. That that was their response to the maybe little-known NCAA change to the rule about, yes, headsets. The limit on how many people can wear a headset during a college football game. Are you kidding me that it's going to hurt the integrity of college football? It's going to ruin the game of college football. Uh, I've heard some ridiculous explanations from coaches, but that is about as stupid uh, explanation and response to that rule as I've ever heard. The limit now, now keep this in mind, the, the, the new rule limits limits to 20 headsets. Yes, 20. That's a limit that they're complaining about. If you took all of your position coaches and the OC and DC, which is actually eliminating usually one of your position coaches because your OC is usually a position coach of one of the offensive positions anyway, plus your head coach and maybe a spotter, you still don't have 20. Even with that, you don't have 20 headsets. And these guys saying that it's going to – now you talk about the ultimate whining about something – Talking about that, ruining the integrity of college football, it's going to ruin our game. Really? 20 headsets and you're griping and complaining about that? To me, that, again, is about as dumb a, a, a perspective on a rule change that is that insignificant as I've heard. First world coaching problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of all the things that are going on in college football and all the negative things that they have to deal with with recruiting violations and and players getting arrested and all the different things with scholarships and all the stuff that they have to deal with in college football, they're really going to come out and say that limiting – uh, a staff to 20 headsets during a football game is going to ruin the game and ruin the integrity of college football. The actual play on the field is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Just stop it, Malzahn and Nick Saban. Just stop it and get a life. Well, you know, they get an endorsement, and it's tied into if you got more than 20-plus headsets and you should get a bigger bonus. I don't know. Well, maybe uh, they get free Wi-Fi or something from AT&T. Uh, yeah, here's my parting shot. And recently, obviously, the end of the year, you know, when you look at coaching tenures, and you've coached, I've coached. And in like six years, I knew it was enough to, to hang it up at one place. It was time to move on. You leave on a high note. But you look at coaches, they either leave and you're either happy they left or you're sad they left. But it's interesting because when you're in sports radio, you get a lot of texts and you get a lot of calls from family members and you get a lot of questions asked via the text line. And one of the ones that I ask is, what about Maneri? And what about his future? Where does LSU go from here? When you've been in an institution for 12 seasons, and five times you've made trips to the College World Series, you've won it. You've been the runner-up. But five times you've been the top eight in the country. You've won 71% of your games. Don't – let me think about that. 71%. You took the field 10 times. 
you won seven of those. Five times in a 12-year history, which averages about to every other year, you're going to final eight in the country. You're going to what used to be Rosenblatt. You're going to TD Ameritrade Park. Five College World Series. You've won one. You've been the runner-up. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, in the 12 years, you've gone to postseason play 10 times. Now, don't come up and say, boy, he's on the hot seat. Don't ask questions about his future. Yeah, I know you expect to win and go every year. I understand that. 64 teams make the tournament. You've been one of them every time. But don't question the You don't sound intelligent when you say, what are we going to do with Maneri? 71% of the games, five trips to Omaha, one national championship, one second-place finish. LSU will be fine. So, Maneri shouldn't be worried. No. You think he should? No, I mean I agree with you. you I agree with you. It's it's unfortunate that that at that high level like that, once you've set the standard and you don't meet the standard, you know it's kind of you're a, um, you're held to your own success uh, standard, and when you've reached as high a standard as Maneri has, he's a good coach. You know a lot of it has to do with again, I think LSU even in football. I've always held this this theory. Uh, LSU a lot of times is a it, uh, suffers from their own success, and what I mean by that is it is I don't care how well you're recruiting and all of that. Kind of going back uh, quickly to a point that we made earlier in the show about the issues that college baseball coaches have trying to deal with guys leaving early uh, for the uh, when they get drafted in the major leagues. If you don't know they're going, some guys you do. But I think LSU and football and baseball both have so many guys that leave early for the NFL draft and for and they get drafted in the major leagues uh, or for professional ball and leave that they end up having to always have a younger team. You know, a lot of the teams, uh, a lot of these teams that go farther coastal comes to mind when they won the College World Series. They had a pretty much senior-laden team uh, that particular year. Well, that's kind of unusual uh, for that level because you usually have guys that are drafted and you're having to always replace them with either junior college players coming in new to your program or you've got freshmen or sophomores coming in to take their place. And so uh, LSU loses a lot of players to the NFL draft and to the Major League Baseball draft every year and every year. And I think you get to the point where – if you get in a cycle of two or three years where you lose a lot of players, it makes it tougher and tougher, even with good recruiting, to keep the same level of competitiveness on the field because you have lost so many guys uh, in the in the year or two before that to whichever draft, whichever sport you're talking about. So uh, it'll be interesting. We'll talk to Daniel Freeman tomorrow uh, about uh, the Major League Draft and some of those Uh, pitfalls and then some too he can also now since he's the pitching coach for the raging cajuns he can also talk about how they deal with recruiting uh, to be able to fill those gaps because ull also has guys drafted every year into the major league baseball draft so you'll you won't want to miss that uh, tomorrow Uh, real quickly here before we go on uh, Joe and Rustin, LSU baseball injuries were more than the Saints defense. Terrible luck this year. And then Richie in Bienville, the victim of their own success translates to, <laughs> to spoiled fan base. <laughs> that could also be true, Richie. That's a good way to end the show today here on the morning drive. So for Nick Brown and for John Tabor, I'm Mark Kramer. Uh, we'll be back the same time tomorrow here on the morning drive. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Hello.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.